0: On May 30th, 2018, Elton John announced that it was time to come off the road. In celebration of a long and illustrious touring career, Elton revealed that he would embark on one final tour spanning five continents with over 300 shows planned. He would call it the Farewell Yellow Brick Road Tour and it would kick off in Allentown, Pennsylvania on September 8th, 2018. The 13th stop was October 4th at the Bell Centre in Montreal. That night, I was sitting on the floor and my friend Janny was just above ice level in the Reds. The Concert Goers, Episode One Elton John at the Bell Center in Montreal. Your hosts, Jessica Dion
1: and Janny
0: Fiasque. Hey, AG. Hey,
1: yo. What's going on, Jess? How no, about you? Uh, I'm excited. Me too. Very, very excited.
0: Me too. This is uh, this has been a a long time coming. And, a very long time. Uh, I suppose it
1: took this long.
0: Yeah, me too, actually. Yeah. I, uh, so we have been friends for what over a decade now, and, yeah. and we've been to many shows, both together and separately. But, Literally, collectively, um,
1: I think it's like hundreds. Oh,
0: it's definitely hundreds. And yeah. I think we started talking about this kind of podcast and because we talk about shows together almost all the time, that was kind of the impetus behind starting this uh, concert podcast. Yeah. So, um, you know, especially now people haven't been going to shows because of the pandemic.
1: It's uh, like a year, Do like yeah, it's, it's going to be a year.
0: It's not great, but that's okay. And because people are missing live shows and because we in particular are missing live shows, mm-hmm. we thought that we would take a look back at some of our favorite shows and uh, on this episode, our very first episode, we That's are true. looking at Elton John at the Bell Centre in 2018. That night was something, wasn't it?
1: It was pretty incredible. I, uh, if I think about it, I have a ton of emotions. Like, it's yeah. just like, ah. Uh.
0: Yeah, it was, yeah. I've, you know, that was my second time seeing Elton. Uh, I saw mm. him in 2014 at the Bell Centre. And then I saw him right. this last time. So, how many times have you seen him?
1: uh I'm at seven right now. Seven. <laughs> uh, he was also my first show I've I, I ever saw
0: oh, in
1: '97.
0: That's that's something that's special. I mean, yeah, that that sets the bar like really high, don't you think?
1: Really high, and I was also like really high in the bleachers when the first time I saw him. So, so yeah, it just gets it got better from there. You know Not what for I mean? Sure.
0: Okay, so which out of those ones? So from going to the bleachers to mm. sitting in the lower like reds where we were yeah. uh, during this show, which one of those uh, Elton shows was your favorite?
1: Oh my god. I don't I, I have to, you know, the Farewell Yellow Brick Road tour, I think it just is like has a special place in my heart just cuz the whole concept of it, right? So like it's like the last show, you don't know if you're going to see him again. Uh but I mean, I've also seen him in Vegas where like I've seen him twice in Vegas where like the crowd, there's like, you know, 1500 people and you're like, this is never going to happen, you know?
0: Yeah. I can't, I can't even begin to imagine that. I mean, you know, at the Bell Center, yeah. there was 16,000 some odd fans, which is a yeah. lot. And it still managed to feel intimate.
1: Because mm-hmm. the so stage can... was massive.
0: Yeah. The stage was really, really, really intense. Yeah. Um, okay. So he comes to Montreal. He hasn't been in a couple years. This is his yeah, it's like,
1: I think it's like five years things, or so, or yeah. maybe four years,
0: yeah. Yeah, I guess 2014 would have been the last right. time. Right, yeah. So he comes to Montreal. He's done a couple of shows before the one in Montreal, so he's mm-hmm. warmed up, we, we think. Yeah. And the, we're in our seats. Lights go down. The screens <sighs> come on. The crowd goes crazy. He hasn't even stepped on the, out onto the stage, and the crowd is going crazy. He yeah. sits down at the piano, and he... Immediately begins to play the opening chords to Benny and the Jets. Uh. And while the audience is losing their minds, mm-hmm. I'm holding my breath, about to pass out because I'm thinking, <laughs> what if his voice isn't good? Like, he. he why, why, do you, been, why do you say that? Well, there have been some tours where his voice has been kind of iffy, and I don't know if it's related to mood. Or if it's, you know, he wasn't warmed up enough. I'm not really sure. But did you that night have any of the same kind of reservations that I did about the state of his voice?
1: No, I don't think so. I think first and foremost, like, just as soon as the lights go off and, like, you kind of see the band come on stage and then you see him come on stage, I don't have enough time to think about what's going to happen. Like, I hope, you know, his voice is good or whatever. I'm just more like... Even though you know what the first song is because you've seen set lists, you're like, maybe he won't start the show with that song. Maybe it'll be a different song, you know? Or like... But it's Elton, so he's very, like, to the book, you know? like, And he's just very, you know, militant about yeah, I, things on stage.
0: I think that he likely pre-established what the set list was going to be ahead of time. So it yeah, would have really surprised me had he started with something yeah. different than Benny and the Jets.
1: But and, I always have, like, a, 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 like a you know a thought in my brain that's like, oh, maybe they'll start this show because it's Montreal and we're so cool.
0: Yeah, we Maybe they'll start it differently. There is something about Montreal and artists often, uh, often talk about that. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think that he couldn't go wrong with opening with Benny and the Jets. There's you know, it, no wrong with that. No. You know, I think that song, whether you're a new fan, an old fan, or mm-hmm. anybody in between who's just heard elton on the radio or you know has a couple of cds or whatever yeah that's the right track did you think it was the right track
1: i thought it was perfect i mean every other time i've seen him he's open with funeral for a friend love lies bleeding so for me uh having another track off a yellow brick road open the show i was like hell yes like well, it yeah. was po- it's, it's it's a powerful way to start the show it's also like a a foot stomping way to start the show
0: it's one of those songs that, first of all, is instantly recognizable.
1: Yes, it's the chords.
0: And it makes me think of two things. Mm. One, it's a song that played so often. You know, yes. we've, we've, we've heard it a lot. And also on a complete sidebar that no one cares about. It makes me think of that scene in 27 Dresses. 27 dressing. Dresses. All right. <laughs> and i'm sorry for alienating uh you with that comment it's just not it's not yeah i you know as soon as you were sick we're gonna push past it because
1: as (laughs) as soon as you were saying that i was like i know where she's going with this yeah i know
0: but it's you know i was looking around at the crowd for that first song after i was able to breathe a sigh of relief that he sounded great yeah
1: and that
0: It set the tone for the entire evening. I knew we were going to be in for one hell of a show. Like, there was no doubt in my mind that he was going to give it his all. And it's rare that an artist opens a set with something so iconic. But mm-hmm. he's got such a large catalog to choose from that yeah. it doesn't matter. You know, it's like the Eagles opening up with Hotel California and then saying, yeah. "Okay, we're all Good night, gonna, everyone. We're going to play B sides, and no one's yeah. heard about this." But he doesn't. You know, although he has so many deep tracks and you know yeah. all the albums that have songs that could go on for days,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Benny and the Jets is a sure a surefire thing.
1: Hundred percent. And like, like, like you said before. No one could be pissed off that he opened the show with that song, no, like no. if you're if you're mad at that you're just you're just a loser, like yeah, yeah. and
0: it's an, also a song that the audience can participate in, you know, who's not screaming yeah. benny? I'm sorry the, the, yeah I know Definitely. You're not, who's need, not hitting, you need to leave,
1: <laughs> yeah who's not hitting trying to hit the high note, who's <laughs> not clapping their hands to the beat
0: exactly no and you know? yeah it was it was definitely a solid start and I'm, I'm trying to think the last time. I saw him, he opened with Funeral for a Friend, and I know that you said yes. that he often opens with that. But if you could choose, if you could, you know, be at that meeting where he decides the set list <laughs> and say, hey, Elton, come over here for a second. I have some thoughts. What yeah. What's the song you would want him to open with?
1: Well, first of all, if I was in that room in that meeting, I would uh, immediately pass out. Uh, okay, but, but w-
0: you've had, now you've had a glass of water. You've yeah, come around. I'm awake. And you're yeah. sitting on the couch next to Elton, and yeah. you say... Elton, I have uh, I have some thoughts.
1: You know, this is a tough question because, like I said, I've only ever heard him open with "Funeral for a Friend." From what I can remember, that '97 show—I'm not sure what the setlist was, but I—but maybe it was probably that or Betty and the Jets." Hmm. Uh, they're 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 both powerful songs. I don't I don't have an answer to your question. Honestly, because I think those are both perfect. And also, and also, Elton doesn't really have, you know, banger opening songs. No, you're right. It's not like, you know, the Beatles or something. Or like, you know, where you can open with a bunch of tracks that, that are good openers. Elton, it's not like you don't want to start the show with like, you know, like we said before that we started recording like Candle in the Wind.
0: Well, no, because immediately you're t- the whole tempo the of the gone. show is it's over in one song. So no, um. what about you? You know, I I was giving it some thought before, and I sort of feel the same way that you do. Funeral for a Friend for me is always going to be the number one opener because Mm. of the slow build and the cinematic. um, The feel. Yeah, the feel and the way that it gives him this sort of epic entrance. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes, that's that's a good
0: point. The dry ice the fog machines, the whatever is, is coming. Yeah. And then it, there's there's just that that hint of that bell in the background. And you, yes. you, can, you can feel it and you know, and you're anticipating oh. yeah. him coming onto the stage. Whereas Benny and the Jets was like, he's here. Yeah. So for me, I, th- I know it's a boring answer, but for me, I think it's still Funeral for a Friend. I, I really yeah. think that that's the, the best opening. But he already knows that. So we're not telling he him He knows anything. that. And he made an artistic decision, creative decision, to do Benny and the Jets for this first tour, or this final tour, rather. Yeah. And um, we're not going to criticize his decisions.
1: I will not. I will not. (laughs) Uh, I will not criticize him, ever.
0: Yeah, no. So when you're sitting in the stands and you've gathered your emotions after (laughs) he's come out onto the stage, no, because I had the same reaction as you did after I... Yeah. You know, was okay with him in the voice that so, he was in, and right. the people around were really into it. And that's you know that's a big part of the concert experience. If the people you're sitting next to are having a terrible time, yeah, as much as you try to block them out, you can't. You can't. But we were super lucky, and we were sitting next to people that were you know that had that, like the flashing lights on their heads and nice. they were really into it. So that's that's <laughs> always fun. And the crowd was a mix of... Everyone. Yeah, it was...
1: Young, old, yeah, whatever. It, it,
0: everybody in between. And that's, that's what's so timeless about Elton's music and what is timeless about a lot of those artists from that generation because people listen to them with their parents, their grandparents, they're listening to it with their children. It's kind, yeah. of, it's kind of cool to see that. And it's very
1: cool, and and you know what? Like it's 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 a bit sad to think about it, but like there's not that many of them left that are like that big of artists. You know what I mean? No,
0: no, 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 no. That
1: no. like a, like every generation can say they have listened to them. You know,
0: it's yeah, it's it, it's it's a pretty fascinating time to be in the same realm. Yes, it's, it's really yeah, we're I grateful as hell. Yeah, you know, I think it's really cool, and because there was such a a, a a vast collection of different people, different age groups, all kinds of, uh, of of things like that, the set list really offered something for everyone. And yeah, that yeah, that's what I thought was really fantastic with this because I know that both you and I would love to see an Elton Deep Cuts tour <laughs> in a 2,000-person room, standing room yeah. only,
1: mm.
0: but that's not everybody's... Desire. You know, a lot of people are going to see Elton the hits. because they want to see the hits. And at yep. one point early on in the show, he's talking about curating the set list for the show and, yeah. or for the tour, rather, and how he chose the songs that he chose to be part of that set list. And the songs that he chose were ones that meant a lot to him throughout his entire career. So you had stuff. Like Tiny Dancer and Rocket Man and Crocodile Rock, and of course, yeah, yeah, of course, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, because that's what most fans were coming to see.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But he also, I think this one was a lot more hit heavy than, let's say, the previous tour, but this one also offered a couple of lesser known, deeper cuts, I would say. So, yeah, I love
1: I love when we use the term lesser known, but then you and I are like, yeah, we know that song.
0: Yeah, but like I mean, we know
1: by heart, you know, but, but for I, the everyday person.
0: Yeah, it doesn't necessarily yeah. mean that it's a hit. And a lot of people, um, they recognize songs by what they heard on the radio. So yeah. if these didn't play, I mean, I know in the 70s, if you know, <laughs> for a friend played on the radio, but it's an mm-hmm. eight minute song. Yeah. It's not getting regular radio play now. Yeah. So yeah. during this show in particular he played there were 24 songs 18 of them were hits and six of them were lesser known ones so the lesser known ones and i use air quotes um all the girls love alice border Border song Mm. indian sunset take me to the pilot funeral for a friend love lies bleeding and burn down the mission yeah were you satisfied with that selection
1: I'm satisfied with it. Honestly, I um, I'm a big fan of Madman Across the Water, the album. And Indian Sunset is on that album. So when uh, Elton announced that Ray Cooper was going to be doing percussion on the tour, I was like, I think I think they might do some of that, those those songs from that era because um, he was, Ray Cooper toured with Elton quite a lot in his early career. Right. And Indian, an Indian Sunset, I've always been intrigued by it, the composition of it, the way that it starts and the way it ends, the way it builds. And I thought that was definitely someone's bathroom song, but it's okay because I got to enjoy it in its entirety. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. I've been like waiting years to hear this song live. And and then again, uh, you the second song in the set is All the, Lo- All the Girls Love Alice. It's
0: quite a drastic which- change same album but
1: yeah Yellow Road. a
0: drastic yeah a drastic change
1: yeah like i just i don't know i i loved i i i often go back on youtube and i watch uh the transition from benny the jest to all the girls of alice and it's it it like there's half the crowd that goes nuts and the other crowd the other half is like what yeah i think <laughs> what, a lot what of is people, this song
0: <laughs> i think a lot of people it takes them a few seconds to get into Whatever's coming next. You know, I know you have this habit of looking at the set list before going. It's horrible. But <laughs> a lot of people don't. No. And yeah. so if you come into Benny and the Jets and the excitement of that is something else, um you you then it's followed up by all the girls love Alice. And I think it takes yeah. a couple of seconds for people to go, what what is that? What are we? Like, what's now? that riff? Okay. And like, then they what? get into it because they've either heard it or they didn't realize that they knew the song, or as yeah. you point out, they they get up and they they think it's a good time to get another beer. But yeah, yeah. So, you know, you look at the set list. Did anything surprise you?
1: For, the only real surprise, like I said, like I was like surprised was honestly Indian Sunset. Really? Eh? Yeah. Just because literally there was like 16,000 people in that arena like 8,000 of them heard that song
0: <laughs> yeah that's a pretty that's a pretty fair guess
1: yeah so like it's just you're taking a gamble and you're like and, and and Elton's always been very gracious with like telling stories so he'll always like before he won't just start playing Indian Sunset but he'll yeah. tell you like oh this is a song from Madman across the water blah 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 people will be like okay and they'll just you know, either listen to the song or, like you said, go grab a beer. <laughs> so for me, that was the that was for me. I was like, I, I've always wanted to hear this live. Border Song was also great. I mean,
0: I think Border it, Song was my was the one that surprised me the most. I was so powerful. Yeah. I wasn't expecting to hear that one that night. Yeah. Um, You know, personal favorite of mine is Take Me to the Pilot. So I was happy mm. to hear that one.
1: Yeah. Being played, But I guess. Yeah. As someone who's seen it seven times, I've definitely heard it before. So yeah. I'm like, you know, so because just like Burn Down the missions, great because of like the way it like rocks at the end, like the piano and like the, the drums and everything. But like, I'm like, yeah, it's a great song, but, but you know, but we all have it.
0: But you heard it before. But yeah. I, th- I think that for the person who's who was waiting their whole life to see him or, yes. um, you know, had seen him a long time ago and wanted to go back, this was the right mix of songs yeah. for everyone to enjoy. And for those old fans to really get something and say, "Oh, you know, I had that album, and I remember buying that album, or I remember where I was when I first heard it." You know, it's you it's know the thing is too.
1: Like, he's trying to make a set list that pleases everyone.
0: Never going to happen.
1: That will never happen. But he, all, but him as an artist that's playing the same songs for like three hundred shows, you have to somewhat enjoy.
0: Do you think what he you're gonna be forgets the lyrics?
1: Sometimes I don't understand why some artists have the teleprompter. Well, because I'm like, you've been singing this song for 50 years.
0: So I wonder if at one point it doesn't become autopilot. So when we saw him in Montreal, that was his 13th show. Overall, there, there were 300 shows planned. Currently, he's played upwards of 250 shows, of course. Imagine. Yeah. So that's 250 times. Plus times yeah. of singing, you know, Burn Down the Mission or
1: any, any anything on that set list. Or
0: anything that's on that set yeah. list. Yeah. I wonder if you don't just go into autopilot at one point and then you forget because you could be doing Maybe. a task over and over and over. And then at one point, yeah. you're going to f- either forget something or that's just how humans are made. So I'm assuming yeah. that he's probably not any different.
1: That makes sense. And you're like, oh, you know, you're like, oh, what song am I going to play now? And you're like, oh, yeah, Crocodile Rock and just <laughs> you just go into it, you know?
0: <laughs> so, is there a song that he didn't perform that night? That you oh would my God, there's always songs that.
1: he doesn't perform that I'm like, I wish, I just wish, I wish, I wish. But uh, for me, I'm a huge fan of uh, uh, Don't Shoot Me, I'm Only the Piano Player, yeah. the album.
0: That's a wonderful album. And Und- on that album. Underrated.
1: Underrated. Yeah, really good. Um, but on that album, there is a terrific song. Called "I'm Gonna Be a Teenage Idol," uh, yeah. And that song, uh, I'll never forget the first time I heard it. But that's a story for another time. But I, I, I'm always, and I don't even think there's live footage of him doing this live ever.
0: I've never. Like, I was looking ahead of time because, funny yeah. enough, today I had was listening to that particular song because I had it. It came nice. up on a on a playlist, and I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, pass it by. I absolutely had to li- listen <sighs> to it. And I looked quickly online and no, I've never seen anything recorded
1: yeah, from I mean, that. No. Elton's never toured with like horns or anything. So like that song has horns. That song is just it's so heavy. It's so hard hitting. It like really the way is.
0: it's well, definition of a banger.
1: Like Oh my God. Like
0: it's got I, absolutely everything you could possibly want in a song.
1: Yeah, and, and that and that song is also just like, we, we all know how like Bernie and like Eldon write songs and every song has kind of has like a, I always have like a movie in my head whenever I, I hear songs of theirs. That one, I see like such a, like a trippy thing going on in my brain when I hear that song. Like it involves dancing, it involves musicians. It also like it just...
0: involves driving for some reason for me, like on a, like a Las Vegas, ah. the Las Vegas Strip. Or driving along (laughs) Sunset Boulevard at night, like
1: oh my god, that's that's a good. That's
0: what I. That's what I think of when I listen to that song.
1: I mean, there, but there's so many. But that's one I would like. Just I would die. Like you know how we mentioned that like Deep Cuts tour that we're gonna go to at one point. That's never gonna happen. Um, (laughs) but uh, that would be great. But I know there's definitely songs that you wish you had heard. Like do you have one?
0: Yeah, you know, I think. I heard it in 2014, but I don't remember yep. hearing it because I had food poisoning <laughs> at that show, and that's also another story for another time. But one of my favorites, and it's certainly not as much of a banger as uh, Teenage Idol, but Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatters for me. Oh, I because yeah. you know the music swells in that one, and it's 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 just a lovely song. You know, I don't. I was how, having. How, yeah.
1: Yeah, I was having a conversation with someone recently about how there's certain songs in in life where when you hear them you have to stop what you're doing and yep. listen to the song.
0: That's one of those songs.
1: That's one of those songs. And like I think the first time I heard the Mad Hatters I definitely cried. So like
0: Well, I I wish that I had cried. So <laughs> <laughs> I didn't.
1: That's because you have no soul.
0: It's not because I had no soul. It's because I had indigestion. (laughs) So that was yeah. That that wasn't a good. That wasn't a good time. But luckily, there is footage of that. Yeah, definitely. He's definitely performed that. And if and if I really want to get my fix of that, I can I can watch it. It's not the same as seeing him perform it live. But um, okay. So songs that he he didn't play. What about songs that he did play that you absolutely love to see live? Oh my god just pick one okay you go
1: you go first on this one i want to hear your answer
0: okay well this is a, another really boring answer because funeral for a friend is always going to come back for me that's the song i love to hear live
1: how did you feel during this show the farewell tour that he uh he literally performed that halfway through the show so like he took like a like a costume break and and went to change and came back and the song the instrumental part started to play with yes. the with your dry ice, your favorite dry yes, ice. Yes, my
0: favorite dry ice, yes.
1: And um the, the arena's dark, you're like, Oh, but you know, we we all know that's funeral for a friend that's gonna start playing. Yeah. How did you feel at the halfway mark? That was literally setting the the, 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 the the stage for like the next half of the show. Well, that's
0: the thing. I felt like Which it was, was very hit heavy. Yeah, it was an intermission without it being an actual intermission. Which was perfect. It was great, and it allowed for him to probably get a drink of water and change and this and, you know, come back onto the stage and launch into hit after hit after hit.
1: For the next, like, hour and a half. Yes. So
0: I think it was appropriately placed. If it wasn't going to be used as the opening track, it was appropriately placed right in the center of the set list. And, you know, I hope... That people didn't get out of their seats and go, well, that was a good show, and leave. Because there's such a slow build to that <laughs> song that if, you, if you're if you just a casual fan and you've never heard it. Yeah. You know, I've seen many people get up and, you know, at, at the encore. Everybody knows what an encore is. Yeah, why do people leave at the encore? Is it, is it really because
1: sure. of a parking issue? Like, I do want to get stuck in traffic? Or, like, is that what it is? Like, yeah. just stay.
0: Yeah, you need to. And especially on this one, you would have had to because...
1: Oh it's yeah, called
0: I farewell yellow brick road. And if you miss goodbye yellow brick road, honest to god.
1: You didn't come to the farewell tour. <laughs>
0: no, you 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 left way too early. Um so okay, so back to you now though. What's a song yes. that you like to see that you liked to see live in that? And hmm. that's
1: how I'm a I'm a I'm a huge sucker for? for sad songs say so much.
0: Oh, you know what? That's an even better choice. <laughs> I should have chosen that. It's so that.
1: good. It's so good. It's so catchy. Ugh. It's so radio y. Like it, that song played throughout our entire childhood. It
0: is. You know what? That is the pinnacle of our childhood.
1: Yeah. That, I can't even. That era even of think.
0: Elton. Yeah.
1: And there w- have been tours where I've. Uh, You know, I've seen him seven times and there's been shows where he hasn't played it. And I'm like, how do you not even play this song? Like, like it's such that is also a banger.
0: It really is. You're right.
1: It's the bluesy feel. It's his voice.
0: He could potentially and hear me out. He could potentially start the show with that song.
1: I was going to say that earlier, but that was going to ruin my answer.
0: Mm. I'm just we're just gonna throw it out there that if yeah. he was looking for a third option in the rotation of songs, mm. because it really does it is a, as you so eloquently put it, a banger.
1: Yeah, that's the theme tonight. Bangers. <laughs> you know, like it's just it's everything and, and that you know, period of his career in the eighties, he was going through that like of vo- like vocal change. Right. And it was the voice was getting deeper. And but now I feel like now it sounds even better. Well, than it does on, on the on the album.
0: I think he's really embraced that lower register, sure. and he's yeah. able. He was able to navigate those old songs and sort of mesh them into what you and I, the Elton that you and I grew up with, versus yeah. what people in the '70s grew up with. For you know, sure. so it's. I think he's done a really really good job, and sad songs say so much. Is yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to to listen to it. Like, I, I can't actually. I, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it makes me just want to like listen to, to it. I would like to also mention about, like, the 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 lower register of his voice. This guy had to rearrange all of his songs to his register. Mm-hmm. Like, I- I'm surprised he still plays Goodbye Elbrick Road and, like, Benny and the Jets. He doesn't hit the high notes, but, like.
0: But he's the way that he's rearranged it, and it, yeah. was, it was on full display that night. He's done such a fantastic job that if people have become new fans and that was the first time they were ever seeing him live, they would not have been disappointed. No, you know, they they would have seen the Elton that that is now, you know it's it's it's, it's weird, and I can't really explain it that well. As evidenced by that last sequence but it it's something it's it's really really something to be able to take your catalog songs that you made that made you yeah and change them around because you, you, you can no longer sing them that way
1: you, you mentioned people being disappointed and i can't even think there was definitely someone in that sixteen thousand sixteen thousand you know crowd right. strong of people that there's definitely like a few people that were pissed off or something about something well, but I don't understand how. I don't understand how that's possible.
0: No, I, I, I agree with you. There were probably some people that that were disappointed that he didn't play certain songs or that he uh, that they weren't seeing nineteen seventy three. Elton. Yeah. But how could you be disappointed with that? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. But you know, we were so into it. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we were clapping, and we have this thing where when we're at a show, we don't look at each other because you don't want to see the other. (laughs) Don't look at me because I don't want you to see me crying or laughing or clapping or jumping up and down. Yeah. Because it's your own experience. Like, you go into your own little bubble, regardless Mm. of who you're with. Yeah. And then only time you ever break out of that bubble is when you um, hear the songs that make you want to take a bathroom break. And (laughs) I'm going to explain. The bathroom break songs are the ones that you don't really like that much. Mm. You could do without. Uh Uh-huh. But they're still in the set list, so you have no choice. You actually have two choices. You can sit there and listen to them, or you can go to the bathroom or get a beer or go to the merch stand, because that's a good time to go to the merch stand. There's no one there. Exactly. So in this particular set list, there were two songs for me, and they just happened- Two? They just happened to be (laughs) back-to-back, so it was like a longer break.
1: Good for you. You had a longer bathroom break.
0: (laughs) I didn't get up, but- okay. I I couldn't tear myself away. But if I could have.
1: Mm, If you really had to go pee. If I
0: really had to, it was believe followed by Daniel.
1: That's just mean. Why? Believe. So powerful.
0: Yeah, no. Wait, I I get that it's powerful, but I just can't. And then it goes right into (laughs) Daniel, which is by far one of my least favorite songs because of the amount of times that it played on the radio the amount yeah. of times that it was poorly requested by french speaking quebecers with very thick accents who refused to call it only daniel and and absolutely have to call it daniel my brother it's it's too much i can i just i can't and i arrest my case
1: couldn't. I um I feel very sorry for you. <laughs> I'm sorry you've had that traumatic experience with that song.
0: It really does sound traumatic, doesn't it?
1: Um I don't get the believe thing cuz free believe uh, I I think um Believe came out in 95. Right. And it was like right after The Lion King. Mm-hmm. So growing up um I guess that you know gives away our age, but uh that that was for that was like my transition into Elton right. non Lion King, mm-hmm. so like that album that it was on Made in England wasn't you know great, but I always enjoyed Believe and my my dad enjoys Believe, um, but if uh, if if you're asking me about the bathroom break song, yeah, I want to know which is the moment. If you still don't understand what the bathroom break song is, it's when you're literally like in the you're standing or you're sitting in the seat and you're like, I kind of might have to go to the bathroom. Which song should I use? Which and you also have to think about how long the song is.
0: Yes, and how far the, bathroom <clears throat> the bathrooms is. are. Yeah, it's a very calculated thing because the worst <laughs> thing is that you you leave and you don't make it back on time before a really one. great song that's yeah. followed that follows it up. Do you yeah. remember what followed up? Uh, Believe and Daniel.
1: Yeah, I could I could tell you what followed it up. Okay, what was it? Sad song, say so much.
0: See, then you <laughs> then you tear down the hallway and you're pushing people out of the way because you absolutely need to get back to your seat and you yeah. regret getting out of your seat.
1: You almost slip on beer, oh, like yeah. it's. But but for me, I would go with Daniel also. Uh, Daniel, not that it's a bad song, I just overplayed. It's definitely a a, a mellower and like he kind of plays it towards like the end of the show, and I'm like, play this at the beginning, you know.
0: Like, like, I don't know, but
1: we might get some backlash for this answer. It doesn't matter because
0: I'm sure everybody has their own bathroom song, which have we just that's that we've coined it that eh? it's just their bathroom bathroom songs. Okay, got it. (laughs) Okay, well, so (laughs) a little bit on that same path of bathroom songs. Mm -hmm. This could also result in some backlash. What's a song oh, on that set list that you could have done without?
1: Oh, here it goes. You ready for it? Oh. You already know the answer.
0: Yeah, but you don't know mine.
1: Crocodile Rock.
0: Oh, that's a good choice. That's a good choice. Even I though s- people would be really pissed because everybody wants to do the Crocodile Rock uh, experience.
1: Uh, I, I would. I would also be upset. But I yes and no because I love when the crowd sings. Yes. the co- The chorus. So, it's worth it for that, but I'm just neutral. Okay. What's yours, Jess? Are you ready, though? No.
0: It's Rocketman. I'm sorry, (laughs) but I could do without it. I could, I could, because, and let me, before you pass out, let me say... That it's, because, it's the same reason as Daniel. When people say, oh, play an Elton John song or whatever, that's the one that they go to. And I wouldn't be surprised if he was sick of playing that. We both know that he hates playing Crocodile Rock. Hates it. But he can't not play it. Mm-hmm. But Rocket Man is one of those songs that I don't know if he hates playing. That's a song that cannot be left off the set list. It under no circumstances is it okay for Elton to leave Rocket Man off the set list.
1: I can tell you why he might enjoy playing it live. Okay, because during Rocket Man, at one point, like halfway, or like even like near the end of the song, he goes into like an extended like band improv thing. True. So even though it sounds the same every time I hear it, it I feel like when elton can be creative on stage is when he can do kind of like his own piano playing like a piano solo i guess you can call it or like when he can be improvising with his band with his band members mm-hmm. you know but I, I when you say like people go to rocket man for like an elton song i i i automatically even though i like the deeper the deeper cuts i go to like tiny dancer
0: right but see i like tiny dancer more than i like rocket man
1: yeah well, if you gave me the choice, I would choose Tiny Dancer over Rocket Man, also. Right, but I'm just saying, like, you know, but it's would, definitely.
0: I would have, I would have replaced Rocket Man with Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatters, like I would. That would have been my. Wow. Tra- that would have been my trade off.
1: Oddly enough, both on the same uh, album, so good for you. It's Jess. true. it would have yep. been, uh, would have been a
0: Chateau. seamless, uh, a seamless change. Next time hey, when I, I'm sitting I, on the I, couch I, next to Elton, I will say hey, Elton, I have some thoughts. <laughs>
1: You would tell him to start with the show with Mona Lisa's Mad Hatter and I would just not, like crying.
0: No, no. A candle in the wind. That's, that's the number one pick. <laughs> the Diana one. Um, yes.
1: but, awesome. but yeah, that's an interesting choice. I didn't see that coming. No way. And
0: uh, well, I we gave might it have a, to cancel gave, this podcast. Yeah, I gave it a lot of thought. I wasn't sure that I wanted to reveal those cards. But, okay, but you did. But I did. Mm-hmm. And uh, sad songs say so much. Not joking.
1: Wow, that was great. Wasn't it? <laughs> that was great.
0: Yeah. So he goes through this fantastic set list, and I don't know about you, but when a show is coming to an end, I feel it. Like, I, I know mm. it's coming to an end.
1: Yeah. Whether
0: you've looked at the set list or not, yeah. you, you feel it in your bones that it's coming to an end, and you keep holding out hope that maybe this is the tour date that he adds an extra five songs. You know, maybe right. he's, yeah. like he's I said loving, at yeah, the beginning of the show, he's loving the show so much yeah. that he's like, I'm I have to play this and I have to go here and I, I don't right. want to leave. And there's all these things. Of course, we know that that's not in the predictable fashion that Elton runs his shows. Definitely not. That's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But that night he ended the show. His encore was your song. And Which
1: is, you have to play also. Of
0: course, that's one that you definitely have to play. And then he went into a very apropos performance of Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. He was, did. Yeah, and it was, a, you know, it was accompanied by this beautiful video retrospective of his career on the screens behind him. Yeah. And it was really, really moving. You know, I, f- I felt like he was saying goodbye to us, and I know that sounds incredibly cheesy, but... I felt like we were watching a video of his life and he had taken us on a journey of his life and we were lucky enough to be there. And when the song was over, the audience was on their feet, clapping, cheering him on lovingly and only in the way Montrealers can do it. You know, clapping and cheering as loudly as they can. And he, what does he do? He stands up. He takes off the jacket he had on to reveal this bedazzled Elton
1: Sweat sweatsuit. Suit. Yeah. And then
0: he walks onto this platform.
1: Like an elevator almost. Like, yeah, like
0: like an elevator. Yeah, And it slowly takes him up high above the crowd where he's waving like the queen <laughs> and then disappears into the screen and we see him walking away along the yellow brick road.
1: Yeah. I get goosebumps. Just yeah, so that, see? That.
0: Like, it's, yeah. it's really crazy. And that was it. That was the end of the show.
1: And you so, hope he would come back for another song, yes, but he's not.
0: And then the house lights come on, and they start telling you to leave your seats. But I remember sitting there, or standing there, rather, and being completely blown away by what I had just seen. Yeah. So you have seen him. That was your seventh time. It was. How did that show compare to the other times that you saw him?
1: You know, I think with the exception of the Las Vegas shows, because those are in in League of Their Own, this last uh, show, this farewell tour, I probably was the best. Really? Just because you know, like, it, it, if Elton says he's done, he's done. Yep. You know, so like, there's no way around it, and uh, and that's it. I mean, I had the same sentiments as you when the show ended. I was with my family, and and they had to like leave me for a few seconds, just bask it all in, and and just all right. I need to I need to go now. I think there may have been credits.
0: There were credits. <laughs> the end, You're at right at the end of the show. I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So I just I waited for the credits to end and I was like, yeah,
0: like, like a really good movie. You just yeah. you don't want to go. And yeah, I was
1: definitely crying and just uh, it was such... it's, it's part of my life. Yeah. There's a handful of artists that I've been fans of since the day I was almost born. And Elton is one of those guys, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. me, too. And yeah. that was yeah, that was really something I. Uh, I really thought that that was going to be it. We now know that even though the the rest of the tour has been uh, postponed because of the pandemic, his last show was actually in March, March 7th, I believe, in Australia. And it's been, you know, sort of stopped since then.
1: Essentially, the show's, his tour should have been over by like now. The the
0: tour was originally supposed to end in Mm -hmm. 2021. So at... This year, it was supposed to come to an end. Yeah. But now he's going to resume tour dates, some in 2021 and then most in 2022. And, of course, yeah. we both know that he announced two shows in February of 2022.
1: Yes. Back in Montreal, right here.
0: Exactly. So, yeah. will you be there? And will you be okay if this is the last time you get to see him?
1: I will be there at both shows. I bought tickets for both okay. nights nights i know it'll be the same show same set list same elton but, but um but is
0: it ever really the same show because the audience yeah it's all about such, the crowd yeah plays such a big part of that so you can go see the same show over and over and over and have a yeah. different experience every night
1: yeah i know it'll be it'll, i know it'll be different for me both nights already just because one night i'm going with two of my friends and another another night i'm going with my dad uh, again so um yeah i mean i told myself after that show in October of 2018, I said, I need to see him one more time. And at the time I was, this was before he had announced additional shows here, here in Montreal. But I had told myself I need to maybe go see him maybe at the garden or like somewhere iconic and just see him one more time just to be like, okay, I'm I'm good now. But the fact that he's coming back here, like, you know, coming back home to us, it's kind of like, you can miss the opportunity to not go.
0: It's like... You'll be there. Yeah. Only one of the nights. Okay. But still. It's kind of like a special treat just for a select few. And... Yeah. I honestly feel a bit honored that Montreal is on that. Uh, on
1: yeah, that and list. I'm very happy that he announced two shows because the first time around he only did one and it sold out in like four seconds. Well, that's
0: that's the thing.
1: So these other two shows are also sold out, obviously, But but it's good that people get the chance to see him again and if you're lucky enough like we are then we get to see him again again so
0: it's going to be it's going to be two completely magical nights and I'll be okay I'll be okay we really miss live shows so yes. hopefully that won't be the first live show we go back to but if it is then bring it because it's going to be one Talk about an hell opening. of a show
1: yeah. yeah yeah for sure
0: well this uh This was really fun. uh, Yeah, it was all right. Wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it was pretty great. Yeah, it was pretty great. Thank
0: you for sharing your Elton memories with me. Thank you
1: for sharing your Elton memories, and I will slowly push down the fact that you don't like Rocketman.
0: It's not that I don't like Rocketman. It's just I don't want to hear it anymore.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'll make sure he gets the message the next time he comes to Montreal.
0: Okay, that's that's a good idea. Um, Thank you. So if you want to follow us, on can. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at The Concert Goers. Super simple. We Very simple. We post lots of fun stuff. You get a mm-hmm. lot of behind-the-scenes things. We'll post some information about the shows that we're talking about. And, of course, we will talk about the next episodes. Episode 2 is going to feature Fleetwood Mac at the Bell Center Whoa. in 2015. So you weren't there. I was, I was not. I was there. You were there. And it was another one of those epic nights. So I really look forward right. to us uh, talking about that.
1: Yeah, so do I. I'm excited. Flea I, I Boat Max is definitely one of those bands that I'm like, sure. wish I could have seen them. So I guess we'll see you all again next week.
0: Yeah, join us again. And,
1: and thanks for listening. Thanks. The Concert Goers is written and produced by
0: Jessica Dion with your hosts, Jessica Dion and Jenny Fiasque. The Concert Goers is produced in association with Snob Media.